the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to His Life Revealed with Pastor Todd Granger of His Life Fellowship in San Antonio, Texas. We're glad you've chosen to join us today. Our passion at His Life Ministries is to help believers know Him and show Him. So we keep it simple. It's just about Jesus. Our prayer is that the Holy Spirit will make His truth plain to you so you can walk in freedom and enjoy the life of union that God has designed for you to live. And now, here's Pastor Todd. Today our text will be James chapter 4, verses 1 through 6. And we'll also, as we look through these verses, we'll also touch on the topic of prayer because James mentions prayer in verses 2 and 3 of our text. Please stand with me as we read our text. James chapter 4, verses 1 through 6. What leads to the unending quarrels and conflicts among you? Do they not come from your hedonistic desires that wage war in your bodily members, fighting for control over you? You are jealous and covet what others have, and your lust goes unfulfilled, so you murder. You are envious and cannot obtain the object of your envy, so you fight and battle. You do not have because you do not ask it of God. You ask God for something and do not receive it because you ask with wrong motives out of selfishness or an unrighteous agenda, so that when you get what you want, you may spend it on your hedonistic desires. You adulteresses, disloyal sinners, flirting with the world, breaking your vow to God, do you not know that being the world's friend, that is, loving the things of the world, is being God's enemy, so that whosoever chooses to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God? Or do you think that the scriptures say to no purpose that the human spirit which he has made to dwell in us lusts with envy? But he gives us more and more grace through the power of the Holy Spirit to defy sin and live an obedient life that reflects both our faith and our gratitude for our salvation. Therefore, it says, God is opposed to the proud and haughty, but continually gives the gift of grace to the humble who turn away from self-righteousness. May God bless the reading of his word. You may be seated. Now, James, you may have noticed, is not one to tread lightly or to be over-careful of the feelings of the people he's writing to. But this is not the word of James. This is not James the preacher speaking here. This is the Spirit of God dealing with the souls of these people. 
And we cannot see these verses as the words of a harsh, condemning preacher, but we see them as the words of the one who knows them and us better than we know ourselves. It's the Spirit of God who's speaking to them. So let's look at verse 1. He asks the question, What leads to the unending quarrels and conflicts among, among you? Do they not come from your hedonistic desires that wage war in your bodily members, fighting for control over you? Again, uh, James poses a rhetorical question, and he wants them to examine the source of the unending conflicts among them, and I would add, within them. In examining the source and cause of division among the body of Christ, we'll often point to the one who has offended us or who has disagreed with us. And whenever there's a division in the body or even in a marriage, the source is not a person or people. It just isn't. They can be wrong. They can be hurtful. They can be abusive. But they are not the source. They are not the point of origin. If we are born from above, then we can readily recognize that division in the body, for whatever reason, has its source in the power of sin. You've heard me say it a thousand times. I say it again. Flesh divides. If you're looking for relationship based on flesh, sooner or later, there will be division. Because flesh can't be anything but self-centered. I know there's altruistic flesh, there's giving flesh, there's kind flesh, there's peaceable flesh, there's all kinds of flesh. But flesh can't be anything but self-centered and is condemned by God. It never originates with the heart of the believer. It's a seed planted by the enemy in the soul, which is cultivated and harvested by the flesh. And again, we come back to an undisciplined soul that has found its identity in flesh. And that is the truth of all the problems that we encounter in our spiritual walk. It is that we have somehow wrapped our arms around an identity that seats in the flesh. James answered the question, Do they not come from your hedonistic desires that wage war in your body, bodily members, fighting for control over you? The enemy wants us to seat our identity in the flesh, so he is active in creating lusts or desires or things that we do not have. Now, we know this to be true. You ever watch television? Commercial after commercial after commercial after commercial. Do you think they're putting that on there because they really care that you need something and you might not get it? Do you? Well, you're naive if you do. It's constant. It's ongoing, but it's not just the media that's doing it. It is your flesh that calls to you. When you pass by that girl in the nice dress and you think, you know, I would like to have that dress. Well, that just, that just, you're admiring a pretty dress, but the enemy will seize upon that and take you even further. You know, I'd look better in that dress. You know, I don't know where she got that dress, but I can find one that's better than that. I mean, that kind of stuff just goes on and on. 
The enemy will continue to use your desires against you so that he can seed it in the flesh. And think about that. Think about that. Everything that you desire, where is it? What the enemy wants to attract you to is to make you believe that everything you desire is on this earth. Then where your affections be. So, it never originates in the heart of the believer. It's a seed that the enemy plants. And the enemy wants us to seed our identity in the flesh. So he is active creating desires and lusts and cravings for things we do not have. And when we allow those appetites to become preoccupations of the soul, then they begin to manifest themselves by ever-increasing degrees in our flesh. Now I want you to keep in mind that this could be anything. It can be anything that you think you're being kept from. Anything that you think you don't have. Not just things, but position, respect, honor, the favor of men, beauty in the flesh, peace as you define it, intellect, power, money, a mate, a better mate, children, or better children, greater spirituality. There is no end to the lust or desire. It can never be satisfied. So we're frustrated and angry. How many times have you just so wanted something, and you got it, and it was empty? It didn't hold for you the satisfaction you thought it would hold. And what you thought was a blessing quickly becomes a curse. And you kind of throw that thing to one side and you're after something else. Here's the thing. Contentment is never based in where you are or what you have. It never will be. If you get everything you want, you won't be content. Because contentment is not based in those things. It's not based in the amount of respect you receive. It's not based in the fulfillment you get in your job. It's not based in the amount of money that you may have. You cannot have contentment apart from being content in Christ where you are right now. Paul knew contentment in prison. Can you know contentment in prison? Well, you don't have grace for that right now, but I can tell you this. If you landed there, Christ would still be your contentment. Wherever you are. There's no end to lust or desire. It's never satisfied. So we're, we're continually getting frustrated and angry. And we'll battle with those around us who we perceive to be obstacles to our fulfillment. They become the enemy. First Peter chapter 2 verse 11. He says, Beloved, I urge you. As aliens and strangers in this world to abstain from sensual urges, those dishonorable desires that wage war against the soul. What is it coming against? What are the desires coming against? Where are they waging war? Against the soul. What's the soul? The mind, will, and emotions. The lust of the flesh are appetites that long to be fulfilled in this world. They are part of the curse of sin and the world and all who belong under it. Now, here's the thing. Sin punishes sin. 
There is judgment in sin. And it's not the judgment of God against you. It's the judgment against sin. (laughs) If you embrace sin, you embrace the judgment of sin. You embrace the world, you embrace God's judgment of the world. You embrace anything that is temporal and of the flesh. You embrace God's curse that is upon that thing as it is in the world. So this is what we know. Peter says, don't live like that. Live as you are, as aliens. Live as strangers to the world. Don't attach yourself to this world. Because what is he doing? What's he talking about? He wants you to live above the curse. You see? And as you reject living for or to the things of this earth, you now have rejected the curse. Because every curse, every sin, and sin and curse are synonymous. They're the same thing. Every curse that comes against man comes from where? To where? To the flesh. Through the flesh. Is there any temptation that doesn't involve the flesh? I ask you. No, there isn't. So, avoid the curse by living as aliens and strangers in this world. Because if you embrace it, guess where the war comes? Against your mind, will, and emotions. And it's not like you think. It's not a matter of of a big onslaught. It's a slow attrition. It's like a siege. Because the things of this world, they develop strongholds in your soul and begin to starve out all the truth that you had at the center. They seek to starve you out. Because you notice people who enter into a carnal lifestyle, people who've embraced the world, people who've embraced sin, they come to church less and less and less. They read their Bible less and less and less. They don't have any affection for those things. You see somebody that's been in a revival and you can't hardly keep them from church. They're here every time the doors open. It doesn't matter what kind of prayer meeting you call and they don't care if Aunt Ida gets up and talks about all her carbuncles. They will sit in that meeting and they will pray and they will glorify God. They don't have any other thing that's more important than that to them. We are in fact born from above. We live in the world but we're born from above. And here's the truth of it. It takes faith to maintain the truth in our thinking, in our soul. And it's plain from James' writing in this verse that sin wages war in the members of our body. Well, who is at war with who? We know that where the battleground is, but who are the combatants? They are the desires of the flesh at war against the soul. The mind, will, and emotions. Seeking to seat your identity in the flesh. Because if you cling to the truth of being an alien in this world, you will find you have no need for the things of this world. You know, if you find yourself angry, bitter, offended, guess what? You've just embraced the flesh. You've given place to the enemy. It's the truth of it. 
You have just become a friend of the world. Because you know what? An alien, a stranger, has no concern of these things. You're accepted. You are loved. You are clothed in the righteousness of God. You stand before the throne of God. What in the world do you have to be offended about? You are clothed in His grace. You are knowing the abundance of that grace in every moment. Where in the world do you have any right to claim offense? Jesus took it all to the cross. And we're walking around writing up addendums. No. It's all gone. You can look at your soul and you can say, you know what? Bitterness, that went to the cross. I'm really not going to deal with that anymore. I'm putting this out on the curb and I am not coming back for it. The thing is, we can walk in the truth that we are not of this world and know the victory that he's already won for us. You have no need. The truth of being an alien in this world is that you find you have no need for the things of this world. You find that victory over sin is won in your true identity or lost in your flesh. That's the truth. In Christ, you're complete. In Christ, your true needs are met. In Christ, you have your significance in who you are. All the legitimate needs that would drive us to the flesh are met in Christ. So... We must choose to walk in the desires of the Spirit in us, not walk in the desires and the unfulfilled appetites of the flesh. We must choose to walk in the completeness of who we are in Christ. Let's look at verse 2. He says, You are jealous and covet what others have, and your lust goes unfulfilled. So you murder. You are envious and cannot obtain the object of your envy. So you fight and battle. You do not have because you do not ask it of God. Now, this is the condition of the soul of a Christian who refuses to yield to their new nature and lives to the flesh. And you might say, Pastor, certainly no Christian would ever allow such things in his soul. Well, not initially. Not initially. If you look closely at this verse, you see it's a progression. It is a progression. It says you are jealous and you covet and your lusts go unfulfilled, so you murder. You are envious and cannot obtain the object of your envy, so you fight and battle. It's progressive. And then he makes that statement, you have not because you ask not. The thing we've got to see here is that sin is never idle. Once it's been allowed to take a seat in your soul, it builds a stronghold and the corruption begins. Not the corruption of who you are in Christ, but the corruption of the mind, will, and emotions. Suddenly your perspective begins to change. Suddenly you become a little more open to a social gospel you become more accepting of what society no longer calls acceptable. Suddenly, you're able to embrace all those things with freedom. No, with flesh. Lucian wrote, All the evils which come upon man, revolutions and wars, stratagems and slaughter, spring from desire. 
All these things have as their fountainhead the desire for more. Plato writes, the sole cause of wars and revolutions and battles is nothing other than the body and its desires. Cicero writes, it is insatiable desires which overturn not only the individual men, but whole families, and which even bring down the state. From desires there springs hatred, schisms, discords, seditions, wars. Desire is the root of all evils, which ruin life and divide men. Desire is sown in the flesh. It's not a fruit of the Spirit. (laughs) It's sown in the flesh. Remember chapter 1, verses 14 and 16 of this same book, James wrote, But each one is tempted when he is dragged away, enticed, and baited to commit sin by his own worldly desire, lust, and passion. How? By who? By the enemy? Is that what it says? It says, by his, what? Own worldly desire, lust, and passion. The enemy puts a seed there. You cultivate it. It becomes a plant. Bears fruit of the flesh. You find the corruption in in your soul begins to grow. The biggest thing, I think, with people who've indulged the flesh for a period of time is the distortion that it works in their minds, their view of themselves and their view of God. They become weaker and weaker in faith because no faith is exercised in carnality. And now they can't trust the very God that they're crying out to to deliver them because all they can see is their own corruption. It is a very sad thing. Because the perspective is so skewed, it's so warped. And the reality is that God has already accepted them and that God has made a path for them to return. God will allow them to be restored. God will make them all that he made them to be. He will cause them to walk according to truth. If they will just but turn. But that would require faith. And trust. And the other thing is, the longer you walk in the flesh, the more you believe God thinks like you think. And that's a huge issue. Verse 15 says, continuing in James chapter 1, that when the illicit desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And when sin has run its course, it gives birth to death. Do not be misled. My beloved brothers and sisters, how are we misled? We don't think it's that serious. We don't think it's that big a deal. And look at it, it is progressive. As my daughter-in-laws can attest, as my wife and others, pregnancy doesn't happen in a second. Birth of a baby doesn't happen in a second. It is progressive. Months of progression. Once we have allowed a desire to take root in our soul, there's a progression that will distort and disfigure who we once believed ourselves to be. That's the first thing that begins to change is the person in the mirror. 
James tells us that we allow an ongoing struggle, a fight, a battle. It's a battle for the soul of a believer. It, it, it will continue as long as we allow. It's a battle for the soul. And James writes, you do not have because you do not ask it of God. Now, there's an issue here that they have not submitted their desires to the Lord. Why? Because their desires are not given of the Spirit, but they are the lusts of the flesh given by the enemy. You see, God's not waiting to fulfill their lust for them to pray for it. People read this verse and they don't even look at the context. They quote the verse all the time. You have not because you ask not. Well, that's not what he's saying at all. You have not because you ask out of the corruption of your soul. God's not sitting around waiting to give you your lust. Do you think that's happening? Is that real? He's not. The issue here is they have not yet submitted themselves unto God. And if they had, wouldn't their requests change? Wouldn't their desires change? You see, this is not about God waiting to fulfill their lusts. This is about the origin of their desire that they would pray about. It's about the origin of the desire. It never came from the Spirit of God. It came from a a wayward soul. It came from the enemy who planted the seed in that soul. God has promised to meet our needs, hasn't he? Philippians 4.19, And my God will liberally supply, fill unto the full, your every need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Does that include your lust? No. Thank you for joining us for His Life Revealed with Pastor Todd Granger. This program is the radio ministry of His Life Fellowship in San Antonio, Texas. If you'd like to know more about us, visit us on the web at hislifeministries.org or on Facebook at His Life Fellowship. We would love to have you join us for worship. We meet on Saturdays at 5 p.m. at 1307 Blanco Woods at the corner of Blanco Road and Blanco Woods just inside Loop 1604. Also, if you would like to help support this ministry, you can send your tax-deductible donation to His Life Ministries P.O. Box 1894, Bernie, Texas, 78006. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.